Hello and welcome to Restoring Eden. This is Subin and Sini. Hello. <laughs> okay, this is so um we haven't done this for a year. And um this is awkward again. Uh but we uh, we plan to do this um on a regular basis again and we had a very very busy year. Happy New Year to everyone listening. Happy 2022. Yes. <laughs> We've had a lot of stuff happening last year by God's grace. Um Yeah, we've had a new job, we've had a baby, we've had a new house and things been so have been really really busy for us and really really exciting. Yes, and busy. And and tiring. <laughs> yes, and sleepless and but clearly uh, we sound happy at least <laughs> yes god has been really really kind to us and um blessed us so amazingly last year um and by saying that i don't mean to say that he's just poured all these amazing um materialistic um blessings blessings in our life um and right when we needed them um i mean we had to wait a long time when we wanted them but um then we just gave up <laughs> and then <laughs> when we really needed them he provided and i Amen. guess that's how god works yeah so we've got something um the topic for today is something that we've um, thought of in relation to uh how our lives have been and what we have learned from that and what we want to share with all our listeners yeah and since it's the new year we're going to talk about new stuff new things and um everything new new things excite everyone um, you know i was really excited when we found out that we were pregnant with our second child um it's been uh it had been 4 years since our first time when we became parents so um to relearn all the things um to figure out um where to get diapers from and figure out um what to do here and how what size the baby is you know they, that's all an exciting uh process you know it gives you that um sense of um wonder again in your life you know um i was confused that the babies were so small and uh i think that is something that you know we generally share with everyone when something is new we are are in a new phase you know we are we find the entire thrill of it but the reality is there's often a lot of confusion there's a lot of unknown that we step into and um it's not as comfortable or not as amazing as you wish it is like you know when we talk about getting something new all of us might think and say oh it's a, it's like going on a roller coaster but many times it feels like you know you're walking into a dark cave um and you're trying to figure out where things go and how things are um you know like if you're going to get a new job you are not sure uh, about what uh, your new colleagues are going to be like or 
how the job requirements are different from what you've been doing so far. Do you find all of this a bit alienating and you wonder and you struggle for some time to grasp a re- on the reality of the entire stuff? I remember um, this funny incident, like, you know, when Sini was going through the labor, um, there was like, <laughs> my only job was provide a water to drink and scream as loud as possible, breathe. And um, in this new thing, you know, there's this entire place of perseverance and endurance that will eventually result in something new. So the thing about um, having something new in your life is like um, Sudan just said, um, you know, there's the thrill, there's the excitement, um, all of these things are there. But at the same time, there's this preparation that happens. So uh, like he said, um, when we were in the labor room, um, he would say, breathe and breathe. And, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, you have it so easy. And I'm the one going through this pain, um, you know, so um, and you go through the entire agony of um, delivery. And uh, I have to say this time it was much better than my first um, experience with this. Uh, but uh, yeah, that is about um, childbirth. But um, also when you look for a home for yourself for your family you know there's there are just uh, just especially if you live in germany i mean you know if you know germans they love paperwork and if you live in germany after like around five years and and especially if you belong if you're an indian uh, you are a, like the worst <laughs> contrast that you can have because um you're like you you just have so much paperwork here you just have to just just get as much of um, just a lot of bureaucracy here yeah even for vaccination that's why it's so slow here because there's so much of bureaucracy here Um, but okay coming back to the point Um, so what I wanted to say was um, whatever um, uh, new things happen in our lives there's always a period of preparation there's always a period of uh, waiting before that um, I remember um, the number of times, the number of homes we have seen, and I'm sure anyone who has looked for a home um, would say this, uh, that you look for your house and then that doesn't work out and this doesn't work out and then something else doesn't work out. And um, and you just suddenly think, okay, maybe nothing's going to work out. And, and all of a sudden things start actually working out and you're just so surprised. Um, but the whole, um, we had around four or five months of um, just paperwork and even every um, single month you think, oh, is this going to work out? Is this not going to work out? And eventually you move into the house and then you realize, oh, uh, okay, this was what we were looking for. And but then the major part of the work has just started, you know, like yeah. you have to get the house to become a home and you have like another set of paperwork another set of things to build and so on 
So what uh, we mean to say by this is um, something new is not always spontaneous. Um, giving birth to a child is not spontaneous. You wait for months. You, uh, you know, you go through this process of um, pregnancy, and then, uh, and then the labor comes to it. If you look for a house, that there's a lot of things that happen. So we are just saying things uh, based on what happened in our lives and what we went through in the um, in two thousand and twenty one. Yeah, so the, like those Instagram reels, you know, where it says, let me skip to the good part, you know, that just doesn't happen. You, you can't just skip to the good part. You have to go through the entire painful task of, of preparing. And um, there's, there are things that you have to let go. There's, there's comfort that you have to let go of. You, there's a security sense that the old stuff gave you that you have to let go. And, and, you know, I was quite happy with my pregnancy. And I was like, wow, I'm just enjoying this. And then the ninth month comes and you're like, oh, my gosh. Um, and, um, yeah, there's a lot of things that you have to let go of when you, um, while you wait. Um, till God uh, gives you that point where you know whatever is to be unraveled um, comes before you um, yeah so there are also in in life these are the examples that we can give but there are there's also a spiritual aspect to this which we will get into so uh, we want to talk about um, the everything that God gives us is uh, they are gifts to us they are they are his gifts it has nothing to do with who we are and what we've done and um, anything of that sort. It has everything to do with who he is and the giver that he is. So we are going to talk about that in a little more um, detail um, now. In the Bible, in James chapter 5, verse 11, it says, as you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Like, you know, many guys think of that. It's kind of really tragic, Job's story. And yet, uh, the Bible says the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Um... Let's put it another way. You know, we recently had a Christmas, and in during Christmas, um, we celebrate um, Advent, and um, in the church as well as home. So, what we do at home is also uh, we have gifts for Zach every day. Um, we hang it on a on a thread, and he gets to open a new gift each day, and. Um, it's an amazing thing. So he wakes up every day. He asks, can I go open my gifts? You say, yes, go ahead. And he runs into the living room, uh, turns lights on, takes out that day's gift. Um, and he comes back to us saying, let's open it. I want to see what's in it. Let's do it together. And he would open it up with us to explore. And this time we got him all science stuff because he's into science at the moment. And uh, it's exciting to see our son discover stuff, discover how magnifying lens work or discover how oil and water don't mix together or how whirlpools and cyclones work. It's amazing to do that. 
the point is as a parent i find it extremely exciting to participate with him in discovering the gift i know it's me who packed it i know it is me who wrapped it but still i find it good that he decides to celebrate decides to explore and use the gift with me and um and that helps us build our relationship you know being with my son being a part of his life everything god gives us is a gift you see in my case with my son i do not have to do the advent thing i do not have to give him gifts every day or i do not even have to make this season something special you could just say to him we do not celebrate such a such festival or in this manner yet we choose to because we want to um you know there's a difference between what a reward is and what a gift is and most of the time you know in our life we have often thought of reward and gift to be quite similar or just the same thing a reward is something that you get for doing something as an encouragement or as a um gratitude or as as you know an honor and a gift is something that you are given freely because the giver decides to and that's the thing about the gift you know the gift is absolutely dependent on the giver and it cannot be independent from the giver like we have got gifts some this year from friends that have just amazed us you know have you like have you got a gift that you said wow that's really expensive why did you have to give me this you see that's because the giver decides to give you an expensive gift so the person who gives you the gift gives you a gift on basis of two rough things one their relationship that they have with you and two what they wish to give you would not give a 100 dollar euro pound whatever gift card to someone you met on the bus unless under the law told you in a specific sense but generally you do not but you wouldn't mind doing that to your family because they are your family that's my point and in the same way the gifts that god has given us are not a reward they are his pleasure and his goodness to our lives and that has nothing to do with us see that's a point that we are trying to bring in here so that be you and i and you and us we can together look at this topic and say how is this gift and the giver related so um, i think we've made our point clear till now uh, but now we're just going to like sum up everything um so uh, sum up as in um just start from a uh, nmt canvas so um when we are born 
into this world we basically come with nothing um and you know we tend to believe that um you know that we've been um given uh, or we own a lot of things you know with time because um like my child um, he's got a lot of toys and <laughs> uh, sometimes i think it's too much and um, and you know you just think okay now the second one's here and the first one just basically hands over his old toys to the younger one and um, zack has been very clear about some things where he says you know this set of toys belongs to me and no one else can play with it and this set i can give it to my brother so um big and he has a sense of ownership over his toys yeah and um that is exactly how we are like we come into this world we've been given um uh, you know we have parents and um we or we end up in a world uh, i'm just talking about the ideal situation there have there are so many other um, variations of this perfect scenario but um but for um, most of our audience i guess i can say um we are born into a family and you know we we are raised in a fairly okay situation <laughs> and um life uh, just yeah you grow up and you know things come into your life and you just have the sense of um you know your dreams coming true um, depends on what you dream for <laughs> uh and yeah i mean i mean i don't think unicorns really happen but uh, okay i don't know if kids are listening to this but yeah anyway anyhow um so what happens is a lot of things um happen to us and we and a lot of things are received into these hands um you know and we just think we own all of this and then as life goes we 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 study and we get a degree and again we own that and then we own um a new job and a first job and then we own a family or and uh, then we may or may not own children um and then we maybe own a house or maybe own a car Uh, i i am just going um i am just talking about just basic um you know life standards you know th- these are not the best standards there can be things that are better than this there can be things that are worse than this but anyhow every person um believes their relationships are owned uh, by themselves as in um and one of the things that i find very disturbing is uh, that we believe that we own our children we have ownership over our children um you know this whole pod- podcast is about um we i mean about the fact that this ownership is that even real you know that is the thought process that we are going through these days um especially after we moved into this new place where you start thinking suddenly you have this um you know home and suddenly you have um you know a family to call your um own and you just think oh wow i've got like a few things going on now um you have a job and you think wow i've got i've got a job now and you just think you have all these things and and somewhere you know you tend to put god on the you know 
passenger seat and you're like yeah you can be there but you know we are doing just one mean case of trouble yeah 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 just in case of emergency button you're <laughs> there um and it happens so often um when we when we receive something new or or at least that's what um i had initially uh, i didn't know where to place my thoughts on i'm like oh, i don't know I, you know this is the first time um that subin and i have owned a home or something so for us it is just overwhelming the entire thought process and it's something that we never um thought of at this scale is not something that we thought of so for us this is really overwhelming and we were like uh, uh, i don't know if this fits in you know um but yeah i'll just stop ranting and um get to the point um the point is um where do we place god in all of this and why did god give us all of this we that's a question that i kept asking myself why why does god have to give us this you know oh, and then you shift into this place where you're like but i own all of this you know um and lately uh, god has been teaching us that um you know what you came empty handed you just believe that you have all of this in your hands when you actually don't you um this is just a perspective where you look at everything that you think you own and say okay you know i i own my children i own this house um i own my um cars or i own my job and um and uh, but it's it's all just a mirage uh, it's you think it's there but it's actually not it god places these things into our empty hands and you know he's free to take them um if and when he wants to um and but my point is that we are basically uh, we recently went uh, visited uh, one of our friends homes and um he played the song it's something that we've uh, heard long long time ago like i think 20 years back you know this world is not our home and uh, by jim reeves and um, if you've heard that song uh, this would make sense um, in connection to what we are saying now um, you know all of these things that god gives us into our hands um, they are just his gifts and gifts mean uh, something that he gives out of his abundance in his time in in the way he wants to give and um, i just want to read a verse from um, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 to 5 and it says to everything there is a season a time for every purpose under heaven a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted a time to kill and a time to heal a time to break down and a time to build up a time to weep and a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing so um in our lives there is a season there is a time for everything and in that particular season there are things that god pl- places in our empty hands and for this period of time and it may be short it may be long it may be for your entire lifetime um or whatever it is they are just placed in your hands and you have been made stewards um of this this great responsibility that god places in your life um and 
we can't really deal with all of these things that God has placed in our hands without the giver. Because uh, if you're going to do that, we probably might end up, um, you know, using, uh, it's like using a dishwasher to store vessels like most of the Asian <laughs> families do, you know, because um, you, you, you have a dishwasher, but then you don't use it because you know for some reason you don't use it and you you instead store your pants and you store everything in it because you think it's another cupboard um so that's the same way so with your kids um if you think you own them you end up dealing with them the way you think is appropriate um and that can depend on the way you're raised up the the kind of wounds that you already have in your heart um the kind of you know a lot of things um, um yeah anyway so that the point is uh, when we raise children or when we when we um steward our home when we steward a vehicle that god has given us or our job it, you have to come to a place where you realize that these are actually not mine these belong to someone in in fact the breath that we take in they don't belong not a single breath belongs to us everything that we are belongs to god and and you know the bible clearly says in him we have our being and um when we think of life that way when we look at life that way um it takes a lot of strain off our shoulders and helps us put it in god's hand helps us steward it the right way helps us um raise the children uh, he has given us the right way helps us deal with loss the right way and um you know helps us trust god the right way because then you know that like we said in the beginning god never um you know we've always asked god like why 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 aren't we finding a a good house you know we want a house and uh, but um God actually gave us a house when we needed it desperately. Um and at that time one of the things that I prayed to God was Lord I I don't I I have a few wishes. We have a few wishes, but um I didn't really, you know, point it out and say, yeah, I want that I want this and I want that and I want exactly that. Um no. I just told God that we it's it we need one now. It is a need right now and we are and i think god knew that we needed it and he gave us a home and i'm so thankful to god for that because he did not deal with us like an atm machine you know he did not let us see him that way as well he dealt with us like a father and he gave us grace through every struggle that was happening uh, with the bureaucracy he helped us after we moved in we had to let go of a lot of emotional um bonds that we had um and he helped us deal with all of that um he helped us settle our hearts um uh you know in him and rest in him um he let our baby come in the right time and you know even when all this looks very wonderful and beautiful there's been a lot of tears that have gone uh, into this and i don't say that because of tears have gone into this because we have endured this pain or, or because we have persevered uh, we have this beautiful reward no 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 
uh, we these re- these are not rewards these are just gifts or um, because he his will placed it in our empty hands which are actually still empty Amen. and um, we are just passers by we pass by in this on this earth and um, one day we'll have to give it all up and and during this time that we have um, a chance the opportunity uh, you know we can pray and we can um, ask God to help us be good good stewards at what he has um, gifted us with yeah, adding on to what um, Sini was saying um, I'm not sure if any of you knew uh, the desert song by Brooke Fraser um, and uh, co-writer Jill um, McClory um this is the song that says um it's a beautiful line it says this is my prayer in the battle when triumph is still on its way i'm a conqueror and co-heir with christ so firm on his promises stand and towards the last um line of this um song it says and this is my prayer in the harvest when favor and providence flow i know i'm filled to be emptied again the seed i have received i will sow Um this song was written by Jill during a time she went through a lot of crisis uh, she had just lost a baby at uh, the 23rd week of pregnancy and um she had written this and that saying I know that everything that God gives me is just temporary it's um I know I'm being filled but I know I would be empty again and that's the thing you know and you would find this as a season where god empties your hand but at the same time he fills your spirit this is how god works you know those seasons that we go through those we wish did not exist or wish it happened another way they will be the seasons that would mark what kind of man and woman of god you become he decides to shape us through our gifts as well as our empty hands because you know he's not passionately caring about which car you drive or which house you have but he cares about who his son is and who his daughter is he cares about how you see him as a dad and how you see him as your eternal treasure and isn't that just lovely i mean it is not the nicest and the sweetest thing to say but it is the truth in romans 5 it says from verse 1 therefore since we have been justified through faith you and me brothers we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ through him we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we boast in the hope of glory of god not only so but we glory in our sufferings wow because we know that the suffering produces perseverance the perseverance character and character hope and hope 
does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. That is the promise that we stand on. That is the hope that we, you know, we anchor on to. That yes, He is building in us a character. He is building in us something that does not be shaken. You know, Christmas was a time we looked at hope very intensively in um, in many of the churches and hope rested on joy was said for mankind because of Jesus Christ. Till then, no one could say anything about hope but just as a wish but hope became real in Christ. And in Christmas and and in Easter, uh, hope became very much flesh, very much real and became part of us and we enjoy and endure and live and persevere and we know that this hope is building in us. And that is, that's what we are trying to bring out here and say, hey, this is the hope that we should focus on. The next time we would like to continue on with this topic and ponder together on how prayer plays a role in this and we want to see how the Bible encourages us to pray at the same time teaches us how to pray. Thank you all for listening to Restoring Eden. This is Subin and Sini saying goodbye. Goodbye.